At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hi, I'm Dan Soder. And I'm Big J. Okerson. And you're listening to the best of the bonfire. Stay tuned to hear some of our favorite moments from this week. You can listen to the bonfire live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Also, be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. Show favorites, everybody. Sitting with us, Mike Fenoya and Shane Gillis. Yeah, baby. Yes, let's fucking get it, dude. Wow, can I say something? You were making jokes about uh, what butt buddies Shane and Jacob are. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Jacob really loves being admired. It's all you have to say. I'll tell you, you could be the fattest woman in the world. You want to bed down, Jacob? Really lay some compliments on him. But uh, I said Mike Fenoya, and Jacob sat there stoic. No. And I said, and Shane Gillis, and, no. and Jacob did a weird little like clap, like almost so Mike wouldn't see over the computer. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you, Jacob. Damn, dude. Damn. Yeah, fuck that. It's dude. the bald thing, man. He's nervous. But Shane, you said you weren't. Were you like a? Uh, you were a bully. I forgot. I was a bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would just you know. Call Is that kids, how you got call that? kids gay? <laughs> Push them. <laughs> Classic bully shit. I feel like that's exactly how bully you got your your twenty three year old girlfriend now. Oh, for sure. You just saw her. She goes, I don't know. Like I'm only twenty three, and you go, you hate this guy, faggot. <laughs> yep. She's like, I don't know. I mean. I guess maybe now. if you want to yeah. give me a ride home I guess <laughs> I guess so <laughs> yeah I bullied bullying's fucking sick shout out to all the fucking bullies dude keep bullying <laughs> fuck those pussies it's not your fault they can't take a joke kill it dude well I did yeah. I used to yeah. argue a lot <laughs> when they had all those anti, like, yeah. all those anti-bullying <laughs> campaigns he loves you so much <laughs> he loves you so much and I got the love. shit kicked out of me by bullies <laughs> yeah but now you're I friends with a bully now yeah. it's good Love it. No, you got one. So beautiful. No, you got man. one on your side. I love it. Next time he coughs, I'll give him a fucking swirly. Yeah, swirly. <laughs> Let me tell you about my best friend. That is, uh, I used to argue a lot when all the anti-bullying campaign. Mike used to go uh, shuck and jive at schools, telling that story. Yeah, we we bullied each other just for, like sports and shit. We did a lot of hate. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but I got but bullied a little really bit. I'm sure, I'm sure I've bullied somebody in my life. But my thing is, uh, I think. And I'm not saying you should be a bully. I'd be mortified if my kid was the bully in something or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I never uh, intentionally went out to bully someone with that mindset. But um, I think there, there's a place in the ecosystem for bullies. I think it teaches you something. Absolutely. Like when I yeah. stuck up to somebody who I was nervous that was coming at me, when I stuck up to somebody for myself, like that was like, uh, that's a thing. <laughs> Jacob, you remember? Remember you fucking gave a two-piece to that fucking guy at the restaurant? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it changed the whole turn his world around. You fucking beat up a dude. The guy yeah. freaked out after he saw blood. And what's best is Jacob told him he goes in five hours when we're off this shift. I'm gonna fuck you up. It's and great. They, complete, they completed what? their shift. Yeah, yeah. I'll see afterwards. I'll see after shift, it, man. That's fucking oh my great. god. Hey man, can you cover my fucking table? I'm gonna go for a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, piece of shit. Where, where was? You? Where and when was this? 
Is it our uh, French bistro? The most neutral place. When did you graduate, Shane? High school. Uh, high school? 2006. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. You bummed out because now you know he's so young? Well, no. I was just thinking I graduated like almost 10 years before that. And I was thinking about bullying. I graduated we 11 just, years before that. You got, yeah. you were pre-Columbine, so bullying was... Cool. People still respected a good bullying. Yeah. But if you were a piece of shit about it, other people would bully him. Yeah, bully of course. You, you know of what course. I mean? I, so didn't, like, I didn't like actually like bully. Like I wasn't like fucking with kids that no, like actually a shit had talk. problems. Like, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Fucking like, ball busting. Yes. Yeah. But that is bullying now. It is. Yep. For sure it's called bullying. We used to ball bust all the time, but we did have that. We said my friend, uh, my friend Benji had a rough go. First of all, his name was Benji. Mm-hmm. Ginger kid, heavy set. Uh, oh, I would have been all over that. Uh, short, <laughs> rough go. A bit of a rough go as far as that goes. And we'd bust his balls as much as anybody. But if somebody like externally came at him a little bit, you gotta be like, why? That's you our gotta, guy. It's like you gotta be nice to Benji first before you bust yeah. his ball. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you have exactly. to be cool with him before you could shit on him like that. We had a kid on our football team, Carlos, that never played, and he was the, he was fucking would pick on everybody smaller and younger in school. And one time he like nailed a kid's uh, jacket to the wood shop table, <laughs> and the kid was just so small and sad, and he had nothing. He couldn't do anything about it. So the rest the rest of us went and fucking. Nailed Carlos's shit to the woodshop table, and we're Hell like, yeah. "What the fuck are you gonna do?" Now? Yeah, That's awesome. fucking... and then we flew away. Down vigilante the hall. amigo, the low risk vigilante <laughs> man. I didn't like when people got picked on because they were little. That's the only I want, thing that I got. Me. I got in the face of what was it, Tom Cotter, Tom Van Horn, and some other fucking old comic strip comic. When I was young and went there, they took. I didn't know them at all. These like haven't spoken words to these guys really anywhere yet, and they took my wallet chain thing off and clipped it to like. The you know the rope the velvet rope thing and it didn't nothing happened yeah because I just felt it happening so I turned around just looked and unhooked it so I didn't like pull anything down but I just like immediately something like that like I went to him so and I'm not a confrontational person but that was already I was like you're trying to make me like an asshole they yeah. were hoping I'd walk away and yank the thing down and I got in three old men's faces yeah those dudes <laughs> too of all fucking by the way funny to call them old men now I was probably uh, 23 and they were my age now <laughs> these so old dudes Tom now I'm like I wish one of these 23 year old comics would say something I'll drop his ass that's so fucking weird Tom Cotter being a bully and it wasn't then he, he loses like... to poodles on America's Got Talent could you imagine that was right. Second place to Poodles. Damn, he lost to Poodles. Poodles are good show dogs, though. <laughs> yeah. Lost, if I'm going dude. to Vegas, I want to see Poodles over <laughs> yeah, Tom Cotter yeah, for yeah. sure. Damn, they were da- the Poodles were wearing clothes and dancing? Yeah. Yeah. One yeah that's a suit. fucking tough act to follow. Yeah, what are you going to do? Tell jokes after that? Like an asshole? Cotter got Nothing. fucking buried by these dogs. <laughs> yeah, he really did. <laughs> that's a fucking bummer. And Cotter, they say that night, flawless. <laughs> <laughs> it would suck to have the best set of your life and be like, damn, I definitely got through. And then they're like, up next, poodles. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Fenoy, I think you guys met before. Yeah. Mike Vecchione. Nice to meet you. Everybody joining the bonfire. Ali Sadiq, everybody. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Good to see you, pal. What we were talking about very briefly was that, my, I know Mike for sure, and we all are to a degree, but I know you like very much 90s alternative yes. rock. That like is like your thing. Okay. And I would wonder where you fell on that. I, I bet you would know a lot more songs of 90s contemporary rock than anyone would think you'd know. Um, I probably do, but you're going to have to excuse me. After, it's a little stint in there, a little 60-year stint in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. incarcerated. Well, don't ask me like anything 
No, but yeah, he goes, <laughs> so he, even with, with hip hop, he was like, "Did you see Pac? Like I was locked up. I didn't see nothing." That's why. That's why. That's why. You could have been. You could have been locked up for the entire trajectory of East Coast West Coast. <laughs> I, I was. Like, at least there's yeah. no East Coast West Coast problems. And you come out, and he goes. Still the same, no problems. <laughs> That's hilarious. Got solved. I guess they solved it while I was away. Do you feel anger at all that if you were in prison now, I bet there's internet and all kinds of shit that like you would have just made the days go by so much quicker. I wonder about that. They're just doing nineties right shit. What are you doing in the 90s? Like hoping someone sends you a VHS of Blossom reruns? <laughs> you ain't get no VHS in prison. <laughs> nah. this is, this is a, that's a very nice prison if somebody can send you VHS. Uh, I see some of them have cable TV and the guys complain if it's out. On Lock Up Raw? You've seen that, yeah. yeah? Complaining. See if you can find the guy complaining about his cable in jail being out. <laughs> and he's bitching. They go, we're trying to get the cable fixed, sir. The guy said he can't come till the morning. He goes, well, then I'm going to keep throwing shit on my walls until the morning. <laughs> what about Nirvana? Right. Teen Spirit was all of that um, to me. And um, I think, is Red Hot Chili Peppers a part of that? Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that was, like, that was the group. Big crossover, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They had uh, that kind of reggae and uh, funk. funk. Tons of funk. Yeah. The early stuff. George Clinton produced a bunch of uh, their early shit. I have several stories of George Clinton. Um, which is my favorite person to talk about because I, I um, George Clinton he um, <laughs> he was he was a friend of this girl's mom for a long time that I was dating, and she told me say you know George coming over the house. I was like, look, I've been dating this girl for two years. George has never been over here. You told me you was one of the Funkateer dancers <laughs> and everything. So I'm waiting at the house and I end up falling asleep. So I'm, my normal path to go out is come down the steps. I go through the kitchen because the kitchen has a garage. You go out. I'm coming down and the light is on in the kitchen. I'm like, the light normally not on in the kitchen. I just go out in the dark. And George Clinton is literally sitting at the table with crack and his guitar. And he's playing riffs. And he's like, <laughs> I'm walking out. And he's like, sit down. Oh, man. Play, won't you hear something? He playing, because he's doing Scarface album at the time. He's producing stuff for Scarface album. So he's playing all these rips, and he's just smoking crack. And I'm just, you know, I saw crack, I'm just trying not to get the smoke blown in my face. And, like, and then my mom's just like, yo. And my mom's going to sit here and listen to George Clinton play guitar riffs and smoke crack, because how many people going to have this story? I'm like, <laughs> man, just sit there. And when he, every time he see me, he's like, youngster. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't telling nobody about the crack I remember, yeah. when, I remember when he cut his hair Dude, George Clinton smoking crack in the kitchen Is mm. incredible That is crazy That's yeah. great Yeah, George Clinton, that's my, that's my man Watching. I, I didn't know that he, he could he, he could have an eight ball him. He had did so much dope Coming up with Parliament That he just he needed drugs And so now he clean, actually Just got totally off everything Man, he's uh, totally off everything What he was it? it in the kitchen You think it was a Bootsy Collins intervention? <laughs> <laughs> Dig. Can you dig? Dig. What part of the country were you in uh incarcerated? Texas. Texas. That's Texas. a rough one. Oh, yeah, Texas is, oh, is, is, is so this is this is the bad thing about Texas prisons. People don't know how bad they are because if you notice, everybody's been allowed to film things in a prison besides the state of Texas. Really? Oh yeah. They, don't they like they like <laughs> No. 
We're not gonna. Wow. We're not, no, let let everyone else think they're the worst prison. <laughs> Go ahead, be on lockup and tell your little, little stories. Texas is like, no. I assume it's bad because it's uh, scary black people, the scariest of white people, yeah. and mm-hmm. then all the scariest Mexicans. There's no way. Yeah. There's it's no like way to just go play. Seven Mexican families in on yes. each, any prison. Do they run those prisons? They no, run them. No, no, no. Nobody runs a prison. It, it, the you, warden you can, runs. You the can prison. run what you got going on, but <laughs> not you can't run the prison. Like that. When people say that on movies, yeah, we run this prison. You <laughs> like, you like, <laughs> <laughs> like ah, ah, ah. that's why I mean in my every movie I hear that. In, I'm like. Ah, yeah, right. Because <laughs> they say, the, I'll uh, run this person. They go, lights out. He goes, I got to turn the lights off, but. <laughs> in the dark? Just, you know, I tomorrow when I wake up, I expect my breakfast ready. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a cellmate? Uh, at one at one point, I did. Then um, he couldn't, which which this is, I know this story going to sound awful. It's going to sound awful. And don't take it like that. Okay. I didn't like people to stand up in, um, in the room and use the rest and use the restroom because I hate that sound. Yeah. It's nothing about I'm trying to punk you or nothing like that. I hated the sound of water going into other water, and if we both in here, so hey man, just go and sit down. It's just us. Just sit down. Use the restroom. This this guy, and I'm not gonna say his nationality because I don't want it to be seen like a racial thing. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And Asian, he would you he, he would leave urine on the floor. And and around the steel of the toilet in in prison, your toilet and your floor being clean is a big deal. Yeah. And I just told him, I said, Hey man, if I come back in here and you got pee on this floor and that toilet again, you gonna have to move. Voluntarily or involuntarily. And he um he moved voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that you after you left it, you had to make a decision. He goes, mm. goes, I do like piss stand. I like the piss standing up. I do. Yeah. I like He's like, I like Ali. It's a good hang. Yeah. But I do enjoy pissing standing up. Ali, you could see it's how the guy could weigh. take it. He, you, you could see that if you didn't explain it out that way, that he would take that as, oh, you think I'm, you want me to pee sitting down? Like you could see how he could take like it that masculine. way if you didn't explain like, it out. Yeah, yeah. emasculate. Yeah, I, I wanted him. I told him I didn't want pee on the floor were you able to uh like hang posters and and shit were you able to kind of like no, they tear that you know, down they come like how do you get like you, you could just pull shit out of a magazine and like no let me tell you that see, that's that's a that's a thing a picture a pit you could be a pimp in in prison with pictures like my man used to sell pictures like he had they had be laminated yeah he, <laughs> he had laminated somebody's in laminated pictures of some some hot chicks from the world and he's I used, used to tickle me. I didn't know what he was doing. He was like, you know, I gotta go. Like he'd be like, you know, I gotta go talk to Jay. Jay owe me five soups. He got my broad and ain't brought her back. <laughs> five soups. And, and when you when you like, my a new, broad. That's like a new, that's like a dollar twenty five. You know, that's you an did, unbelievably you, great sentence. You, yeah, you, you, five soups. you didn't rent it to broad. For a day, be kind, rewind. He rented a picture for five soups, and you just sitting there with a picture on your bunk. You like, or you in the shower? You in the shower with it? That's why I lubricated. You in the shower? You will see a dude renting. He's like, yo, man, you know I got the Puerto Rican. You like? Oh wow! Were they were they like porno pictures? No, it was like real chicks from the world. Like it'd be a hot, just a picture of a girl from the world, cut out like like a like a hot chick from the world. Like you sent your man. Like 
a girl you like but I'm saying but not naked even yeah like, she naked she, oh, oh, she's crawled out regular she's old butt. pictures uh, yeah she, she yeah it's the best I still that's still the porn I watch now is I watch all the homemade shit she spread eagle yeah and, wow. you, and she laminated yeah, so it doesn't even matter if you get it yeah, waterproof. She, it's fine. Look at that. If you misfire, it's an easy wipe down. <laughs> it's like a prayer card. Like you, you, you can use your shit and towel. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at you. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Look on her face. <laughs> yeah, the face always says, Give you're not going to show anybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this it's making its way around the prison. Nah, this, was definitely, this was definitely pictures that he had somebody sending him yeah. that was for the purpose of him being able to survive so, in there. Yeah. What about poems? If I'm <laughs> oh, that's, that's how much soup for a sonnet. That's the thing. Did some dude want to write a poem to his girl? Oh yeah, his girl. Ghostwriter. He, he ain't no good writer. Right. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I would be. Oh, I give me, that give me that's a real em- thing. Give me two envelopes, man. I'll write you something. That's fucking great. Yeah, it's like this is the thing. It's coffee. So anything that you that that you can buy is it's like the barter system. Now you want somebody dead? That's like a couple bags of coffee. Oh. You know what I'm saying? That's the craziest that's second a best big, sentence I've ever heard in my big, life. That's a big thing. The hilarious David Tell joins us. How are you guys? I know uh, I'm in to promote the gigs, but I'm also in here to thanks again for the uh, Skank Fest for being on that. It was fantastic. What, you know what? what I felt like? Can I tell you what I felt like? Have you guys ever gone to the Intrepid Museum? <laughs> they have old sailors that walk around and tell kids like, this is my bunk. I used to sleep here. Every other Sunday we get steak and lobster. So I felt like this old comic just walking around like, ask me a question. Make me feel relevant. <laughs> How late do the shows go in this city? Did you really do this for a living? Yes. This is all we did. There was no internet then. <laughs> well, how'd you promote? Flyers. <laughs> oh, it was in Brooklyn this time. It wasn't at the Creek in the Cave. Did you have a location at the Creek in the Cave? What's the location? Skankfest this year. Did oh, you no, yeah, we moved to... Uh, Brooklyn Bazaar. Yeah, it was Brooklyn very Bazaar cool. Was yeah, it was a very, very cool venue. It was... Uh, uh, I'm going to say, like, I was very happy for you guys, the amount of people that showed up, all those comedy fans, and just like... Uh, you That's know. a thousand people. It was yeah. crazy. And you know, um, we did live bonfire from there. Mm-hmm. What I, shows were you on? You did the big one of the big shows in the big room. I did the the show where everyone smells like they walked there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those shows started about three p.m. It was indoors, but it smelled like an outdoor five day bonnaroo. <laughs> it was, am I inside Burning Man? Yeah. There was a guy ropping his buddy's foot like like a salve. I got bit by a snake. <laughs> Me and Dan have been having a blast thinking of our post comedy specials. How are you yeah. going to do it? Dan's my favorite was oh, sky, mean, oh. skydiving while uh, holding your mom's hand and doing the comedy just to her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to do mine as uh, burning my comedy notebook at gunpoint. <laughs> All my inappropriate humor. Just throwing it in a good cry, yeah. half crying. <laughs> here's, here's one where I said a midget. <laughs> throw that in there. <laughs> hey Jay, let me ask you a question now, because uh, you know, like we all worked on the road together. You guys all open for me and everything. I'm old and everything. But like when you finally started making some money, what was like the first thing that you did that you didn't like have to do, like bills and all that stuff? Like what TVs. was the first? You bought a TV. Big for TVs. Yeah, I got yeah. TV. I got a big TV for all three rooms of my apartment. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That was the one thing. Yeah. Pretty much everything else I have to spend on everybody else. <laughs> oh, okay, that's cool. I think that's wow. a good one. I'm 100 percent overhead and right. very little. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mike Vecchi owns new album, The Worst Kind of Thoughtful, on iTunes. Now, Jay, you probably don't know this, but Mike and I, um, when Mike Mike brought me into probably the most uh, fun part of the process, the naming of the CD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We came up my with favorite, a couple of great ones. Put it out to the world. My favorite one is... Um, Real news, fake career. <laughs> that is uh, unbelievable. I wanted Real to call it that. So bad, yeah. But remember, we were trying to go with the Italian thing because you know uh, Sebastian yeah. is the biggest act. So we were trying to yeah. like Italian it up. Oh, I was trying to do. Uh, I was going to call it Sebastian can't make all the money, can he? <laughs> he can't be everywhere. Lou, I know he's your uh, your main job and and love and passion is working for uh, Pete and Sebastian. That's My what Jacob jobs. tells me every day. Everybody's got a side gig. Uh, Pete, you produced that. They show you no respect or love the way we do. But I know that's your bread and butter. Pete and Sebastian, is, is am I crazy that Sebastian's uh, doing four nights nice. at the Garden? Yeah, yes. it's all yeah. at the Garden. Yeah, yeah. the uh, main nights. arena. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think main. Exactly. That's he, fucking insane. You couldn't, you couldn't pull in a favor and get him in here for like 10 minutes? <laughs> Just to give it like a sauce, like a secret sauce or a recipe or something? He doesn't like that do an impression <laughs> of This is my like... Baja Gagoo. This is how I do the Giga Gagoo. He might Sorry, half Mike. Ha- I, 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 th- I think Sebastian's great. I think he might half hate us uh, really? for my impression of him. I think so. I thought he'd be flattered. I saw his yeah, Netflix I... special and it killed. It was great. And that crowd there, the one in Chicago, they really like, you could like, did some specials where you're like, does the audience even know who they're watching? They knew who they were watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was so Chicago specific, too. He goes, the parking here? (laughs) Where do these people park? (laughs) Standing O. I love it. I go watch it for three hours. It really does make me happy. Tell me he sold out four shows. Just tell it to me, and I'll give you the Italian reaction. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sebastian sold out four shows in the garden. Oh, that's a lot of big Z. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of meatballs. Ah. Wait, let me ask. Mike, am I allowed to laugh at that? Okay, <laughs> Consent. <laughs> I'm going to tweet my story. That's great. Other victims of Italian shaming. <laughs> Italian shaming. So how, how many about, seats uh, is the garden? That's what I want to know. Are we looked, I think, like 27,000 for wow. a concert. Mm. That's like when you play uh, the Brigada, but you're playing that little tiny room. Like, I'm playing the Brigada, everyone. You know, it's like by the gift shop, you know, that area. You know, like where the staff gets a, a shift meal? I'm playing like that area. You were in uh, Connecticut. Mohegan Sun. Mohegan Sun. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. It's so funny, the night that I had to leave right after the show, because we were going back to New York, mm-hmm. so I had to go right after the show on Saturday. It was... By far and wide, the most fans at any show. I did. The crowds were definitely sort of light. Not the club's fault at all. It's, but the thing is, it is what it is. It's Mohican Sun. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a casino. It's sort of a destination. I also happened to do Rhode Island three weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I did Boston with Legion of Skanks. So it's just like I've been in the area a lot. You know, it costs money to come to these shows. You're a regular Bob Marley. Yeah, I'm really huh? making my way through that. In, uh, New England. New England. King of New England. <laughs> but not thinking, when I made the the joke on air last week, I go, I'll start bringing the bow staff with me. People will take pictures with it. Yeah. I was sort of joking. People say, bring it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll bring it. And then I left without it that well, night. Well, we were downstairs, and it legitimately was one of those things where you go, uh, uh, Christine goes, ah, you left the staff upstairs. And it was like, I'm not going to bring the staff. No yeah, one gives a yeah. shit. <laughs> no one gives a shit. This is no what we say. Then 
That night I go home. Yeah. And I'm looking at Twitter, and there's a bunch of people going, oh, man, I, I'm actually thinking about making the drive now. <laughs> like, I just saw you in Boston, but I'm thinking about making the three-hour drive. I want to take a picture with the bow staff, dude. You and the bow staff. Dude, so that's going to be your thing. God damn it. I can't wait for the day where you're doing theaters and uh, airline loses the bow staff. And they go, Mr. Okerson, I'm sorry, but Excuse on the flight me? to London, you go, I cannot work what? Royal Albert Hall <laughs> without the bow staff. You want me to go outside to the O2 Arena and yeah. tell them I have no bow staff? Oh, I'm sorry. I can get you another bow staff. They'll know. They'll know. If Anoya picks me up yeah. to go, I go, hey, man, would you mind if we weave through the city, we'll go up the west side, but swing by DJ Lewis, it'll bring out the bow staff for me, mm-hmm. and we'll grab it on the way, I'll bring it, because everyone online was saying they'd want to take a picture with the bow staff. And you have security for the whole weekend. They'd be psyched for the bow staff. We go by, I pick it up from Lou. Lou brings it down for me. Police escort. We drive up. <laughs> yeah. Get to the hotel. I got to walk in, check in. Yeah. Behind Chaz Palminteri. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. If I wasn't holding a bow staff <laughs> and wasn't standing behind Mike Fenoya, who went, uh, Mr. Palminteri, we are work, we are workmates. Or so. He gave some bad thing with a friend of yours, Chris Stefano. It was awkward. He knows it was awkward. Workmates? Workmates? Something like that. He goes, hey, all right. Yeah, yeah, good. Chris. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, see? <laughs> oh, Chrissy. Yeah, ah. he's a good kid, that kid. Oh, he's a good for Bush. I check in with the bow staff. Hell yeah, you do. I go up and check in my room with you the bow staff. You never check out. <laughs> <laughs> I go do radio right away. With the bow staff? No. Damn it. But it's up in my room. But then go up, take a shower, get ready for the show. Shower with the bow staff. Have to go down. <laughs> Have to go down, walk through the entire place with a bow staff. <laughs> To get to the show. Now, when I get to the show in my head, I'm, of course, going to leave the bow staff in the green room all weekend. Duh. Take it when I leave. But I got to get it there. I get it into the green room. Meet the host. Host goes on. Mike goes on. I hear him, uh, you know, when they say my name, and the woman introduces me. She goes, all right, this is from Bonfire, Legion of Skanks, everybody. Big J. Okerson, moderate. Uh, applaud. Everyone applauds, but moderate do I feel like this is my audience, and I've already have come through the curtain holding a bow staff. <laughs> now I want to explain to you in my head what was going to happen. Yeah, you were going to go out there. The place gonna was going to light up. Go lose their goddamn minds. Jay when we did Boston. Most, yeah. Uh, Legion of Skanks. Yeah. And Lewis brought out Hate Speech the Bear. Yeah. He held it up in the air like Simba. It almost got a standing ovation. Yeah. I was like, the staff's going to get that kind of electricity. Yeah. Buddy, do you know how loud when... The claps that were just moderate because it was mostly not my fans mm-hmm. stop, and I haven't put the staff down yet. <laughs> Do you know the sound of trying to nonchalantly drop this thing onto a stage? Is? <laughs> it, it sounds like I dropped rebar from a hundred floor roof. It just resonates the whole thing, and then no one asked why I had it. No one acknowledged why I had it. No one seemed interested. Why didn't you? Nobody wanted to take a picture with it. Do you look like an oracle? I look like an asshole. You're pronouncing it wrong. It's, uh, I did not look cool. And then the second day for the one show on Friday I did, I go again, they go, you guys ready for Big J Okerson? And you hear like not a ton of applause. Love like people being psyched, just like again, the pleasant, like, yeah, sure, yeah. whoever the headliner is. Yeah, we're here for comedy. And I grab that staff again and I go, Here we go again. Because this, I go, Now we're Friday. Now we're getting the nights the fans are going to come to a casino, mm-hmm. not just casino people. Yeah. The fans are coming. First night is mostly 
I, I had a decent sized audience because Blink One Eighty Two canceled last minute, so I had Blink One Eighty Two spill over. Chalk that up to fucking Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge. No, Tom Thanks. DeLonge. Oh yeah, you're right. He's out gone. On Travis Barker got blood clots in his arms. Oh no! So they had to. Uh, they couldn't play. Jesus. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. So uh, I go out with the staff again. Now my time. This face that I have on. This time going through the curtain isn't that of hope anymore. Now it's like, I'm going to feel like an asshole again. And then sure enough, Dan, I did. Good. I feel like an asshole again. No one again gave a shit or acknowledged it. That second time, I even think I gave a little bit of like a, yeah, like I raised it a little bit with like a, the thing. And they and, then, and a, the thing from the show. And, and, and it's like people looking like, I couldn't guess why he's holding that thing. You know what I love? Then once again, a crushing, <laughs> as it hits the floor. I love that there's one person in the audience that doesn't know you, uh-huh. that sees you walk out with the staff and gets excited for the staff because they're like, well, he's got to do something with that staff. He brought it out. So the whole time <laughs> you're doing your act, they're like, when's he going to go for the staff? And then you say goodnight and they're like, is it like an encore thing? Does he come out and twirl it? And then you just... Does he need that to walk? Yeah. <laughs> is Dude, it ne- is the staff necessary? I'm trying to think of the inner monologue I would have if I was going to see a guy I've never seen before and he came out with a staff, I'd be like, well, surely the staff is part of the act. The act <laughs> explain just, it. Oversized. Well, Dan, after the show Thursday, <laughs> yeah. I stayed, I drank, I sang karaoke... With me staff? and me and Fenoya hung out for hours after yeah. the show, uh, just bullshitting, just having drinks and and uh, smoking butts and stuff. And uh, I met everybody at the show, even fans. No one even asked why I brought the bow staff on stage until Saturday night when I made a decision. Do I'm not, not walking it. out with the bow staff. It's yeah. in the green room because I'm leaving with it. And right before the second show, the last show of the weekend, a guy saw me out in the hallway. And he goes, Big J, what's up? I felt terrible because it was a show I had to leave when most yeah. of the fans were. This guy goes, Big J, what's up? He goes, you going on soon, man? I can't wait. He goes, you bring the staff? I go, you know I did. And then didn't bring it out again and left from the back hatch door after the show. But good news is you busted open that back hatch door with the staff. <laughs> when I went outside, dude, I was butterfly swinging this thing all over the place. I almost vaulted to Mike's car. Yep. 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 I was embarrassed beyond belief walking out and no one acknowledging and then just having to drop it on the ground, that thunderous, and then pick it up on the way out off stage. You will get that love that you desired because the next live show, you and Christine are going to do a tandem display. You're right, by the way. We do a live bonfire show. You're going to bring- both staff's going to get crazy respect. But you and Christine are going to do, your, asshole, do your, couples, it out. your couple's tandem- Bow staff, you and Flag Girl. Yeah, don't section off a whole segment for it. It's going to be quick, dude. I light her up. She's no good. Oh, no, you guys want to fight? <laughs> I'm fine with that. No, casino living in general for the weekend even is it's tough, man. Mm-hmm. It's just you see the same shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a bummer of a place. It's a bummer, man. There's so many, especially walking around during the day, just yeah. fat, sad people. Yeah, dwelling around this thing, just getting like the 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 cards. They have the players' cards all connected to their shirts and stuff. It's just a very weird lifestyle. It's, it doesn't seem vacationy at all. If you don't smoke cigarettes, you're gonna die from being there. <laughs> yeah, I forgot how thick of the smoke. I used to smoke. I hate it. It yeah. makes. I go downstairs. I get, I get my eyes foggy. Yeah, You're like what's happening? And I'm going to smoke, and I hate it. Do you like smoking inside? You don't like smoking inside, though. Buddy, I like smoking inside when I'm smoking inside. Yeah. I don't like living in a world of smoking inside. <laughs> Dude, that, that haze when you turn the corner and you're like, Ugh. 
They don't even. There's so many areas that I walked right through smoking that it says you can't smoke here. No one cares. Uh, yeah, you no, walk through the mall smoking. No one cares. <laughs> no one gives a shit, dude. The security walk right by you. They don't give a fuck. No, it's just casino life, man. Living that casino life. It's <laughs> does not. It does not seem right. Like a grilled chicken from Chick Fil A in a casino. The whole thing. It was. It was weird. The whole yeah. thing was weird. It's starting to sound like a Tom Waits song. Shit, all we were getting grilled chicken in crazy a Chick Fil A casino life. Casino life. <laughs> casino life. I saw a cowboy with a nosebleed. Hell yeah! Uh, I mean, this really is becoming fucking song lyrics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw a cowboy with a nosebleed. And a woman on a scooter. Everybody, here's a clip of me and Ron Bennington having some fun in Philadelphia on a little road trip we took together. Big Jokerson, Ron Bennington. We are joined now by our guest, everybody. What intro does he need, especially in this fucking town? How about it for Bam Margera, everybody? Bam Margera! Check. What's the most hurt you ever got making one of like the most? I mean, it looked like the, the dick farm on your butt. <laughs> Well, that, that was painful, but um, is what happened was, you know, they branded the dick on my ass, which was like, I kept jumping, so now I have a hologram dick. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, eight, eight of them. But <laughs> I decided to wear the same pants for 10 days straight, which gave me a fucking staph infection. And that hurt worse than the actual brand. It was, I, it was like screaming at my mom to take me to the hospital and uh it was it was bad news it was so pussy and infected do you have to talk to an agent that you're uh wearing the same pants for 10 days and steve-o's walking on money because (laughs) (laughs) i think you guys were equal parts pretty big in those films i uh (laughs) that's what was so strange about like the first time i went to rehab which i was like forced to go to and um you know, I'm listening to the lady give the speech, and she's trying to tell me that, uh, she's like, there's nothing good that could come from alcohol. Everything bad happened. I'm like, tell that to the threesome I had last night. Tell that to me doing all this. Anytime I do any jackass stunts, you know, I usually, like, will do a shot at crime. Back then, you know, like, and it would, make, it would give me, like, beer muscles. <laughs> So it's actually fueled three super successful films in a TV show? Yeah, so tell that to the two Lamborghinis in my driveway, bitch. (laughs) That's probably not the speech they were looking for at that meeting. (laughs) Bam? You know... (laughs) Would you like to speak? Yeah. You're not exactly bottom amount when you have two Lamborghinis in the driveway. You know what I mean? That's not your bottom yet. You know, (laughs) you gotta go for a while after that. And that's that's what was so hard, like, how do you, you know, you could tell when friends hit rock bottom, like, my best friend Novak, he, his rock bottom (laughs) was everybody, like, just, he kept calling everybody up, and he was, he was on heroin, everybody knew this, and his mom was the last person to let him in his house, and, uh, he shit his mom's couch on Mother's Day with a needle in his arm, tried to claim he had food poisoning, but he forgot that the needle was still in his arm. So like, oh, I shit your couch, Mom? Oh, sorry, it's Mother's Day. I must have had food poisoning. Well, the needle is still in your... It's from that. So, <laughs> Then he got kicked out of her house, and that's when he hit rock bottom. That was rock bottom. I actually met Novak not two to a couple years ago, and uh, he seemed like a good guy. I think he had it together at, the point, at that point. 
Well, he, once again, he's four years sober now, and it's insane yeah, yeah. because, like, he was probably worse than Steve-O, but, um, I mean, the stories that, that he has so, <laughs> like, we're at the Baltimore Orioles Stadium, and there's this big concert happening, and he's kicking game to some girl, and uh, he goes, you know what, let's just find a discreet location to go fuck, and she's like, all right, let's go do that. His idea of a, street, a discreet location was the nosebleed section of the bleachers. The whole stadium could just look like this and see this. So now the security guard sees it, and he's like, you better knock that off right now. He's like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm going to come in 10 seconds. <laughs> and then as soon as he grabs him, he's like, you're not going to go. He pulls him off and comes all over his arm. <laughs> and he's like, I told you, motherfucker, in 10 seconds. <laughs> That is not rock bottom. No. That's a good lower. Tuesday. That's a fun Tuesday right See, there. If you could still come, no, it's not rock bottom. <laughs> hey, this is Big J Okerson, and I hope you enjoyed this week's Best of the Bonfire. You can listen to the show live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Be sure to follow us on social media, at the Bonfire SXM. The Sirius XM Comedy Central radio show You Up with Nikki Glazer is now, now a podcast. podcast. Join me, Nikki Glazer, and my best friend, Tom Takar, as we overshare stuff about our personal lives. We give perspective on dating and sex. And make fun of whatever or whoever else deserves it. Check out some of the latest episodes featuring great interviews with Tracy Morgan, Amy Schumer, Amber Tamblin, and more. Subscribe now to You Up with Nikki Glazer on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Listen to You Up every morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, on Sirius XM's Comedy Central Radio, Channel 95. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.